Welcome to the Clinical Education Initiative podcast, Conversations with CEI, where we feature conversations with clinical experts, their experience and insights on current health issues in the areas of HIV, primary care and prevention, sexual health, hepatitis C, and drug user health. Hi, this is Dr. Stephen Fine from Rochester, New York, and today we're going to be talking about adults with HIV and getting the RSV vaccine. I won't be discussing RSV in children or the vaccine or monoclonal antibody that can be used to prevent RSV in children because I really know more about adults and this will be an adult-focused podcast. There is more information out there on children, however. Right now, I'd say that the question of should I get an RSV vaccine is asked more than any other question by my HIV patients whom I am seeing in the adult HIV clinic. We certainly have had lots of discussions and still they are ongoing about COVID, the new COVID vaccine, and influenza. But the new kid on the block is the RSV vaccine. A lot of this discussion has been fueled by very common radio advertisements, television advertisements. I've seen ads on the back of buses, sides of buildings, and even streaming services like Hulu are talking a lot about the RSV vaccine. I just saw an article earlier today that Magic Johnson is going to become a spokesperson for the RSV vaccine. And as most people listening to this podcast already know, Magic has been a fantastic spokesperson to help trying to eliminate the stigma of HIV ever since he announced he was HIV positive about 30 years ago and has been talking ever since about getting HIV tested, getting HIV treatment, pre-exposure prophylaxis, vaccinations, and now will be apparently coming out with a campaign about the RSV vaccine. RSV, of course, is the respiratory syncytial virus, and it's been getting a lot of attention mainly because we have now, with the upper respiratory infections going on, the COVID-19 pandemic, influenza, and the availability of a rapid PCR test that tests for RSV as well. And we, at least here in Rochester, have a combination test for flu, COVID, and RSV. We are starting to begin to appreciate just how important RSV is in adults over the age of 60. It's always been appreciated in children, but I think that the uh, testing and in adults is really just getting going. Um, and now that there's actually prevention, uh, this becomes even more urgent. The estimates are a little bit hit and miss, but the best estimates I could come up with is that more than 100,000 people per year are hospitalized due to RSV infections, which causes an upper respiratory tract infection. And there are somewhere between 10 and 15,000 deaths per year. Potentially, these could be preventable if the RSV vaccine is effective. It's definitely clear that those over age 60 are most at risk. And those over age 60 that have other risk factors are definitely by far at more risk for contracting severe disease, ending up in the hospital, and possibly death. Those risk factors traditionally are COPD, asthma, CHF, diabetes, any kind of immunosuppression, lung disease, and heart disease. The question that's really out there in our minds, however, is what about HIV? Does it have to be severe HIV? Do you have to have AIDS? Or is HIV infection alone enough to put you at high risk for severe RSV disease? 
I really wasn't able to find too much information about HIV and RSV co-infection together. There are some case reports early on about severe RSV disease in patients with HIV, but without epidemiologic studies, they're really hard to interpret. One study that's often cited this year was conducted in South Africa between the years of 2009 and 2013. This was done because the areas of South Africa where the study was done are very high prevalence for people with HIV. In a nutshell, they looked at 7,796 people with HIV and tried to calculate the odds ratios of severe RSV infection. Overall, not that many people got RSV during that period of time. 329 of the patients were positive for both HIV and RSV. The risk of getting RSV in the HIV-positive population was about 4%, and the risk of getting RSV in the HIV-negative population was about 3%. What really struck me, though, was that the risk for hospitalization overall was 12 to 18 times higher in the HIV-positive population. Unfortunately, There isn't much information given in this study about the extent of HIV or whether these patients had AIDS or were well-controlled and virally suppressed. So it's a little bit hard to translate this into our HIV populations here, but I think it's at least worth noting that in the one study that I was able to find, the risk of RSV in an HIV patient seems to be higher than the general population. So what about the vaccines themselves? Teaching my patients about vaccines, I try not to go into too many details. However, it is certainly worth understanding that there are two RSV vaccines that have been approved to prevent RSV and are currently recommended to be discussed in patients age 60 and over, including those who are most at risk. These two vaccines, one is from GSK, and here in the U.S. it's called Arexv, and the other is from Pfizer and it's called a Brisvo. These vaccines are both protein subunit vaccines. The GSK version has an adjuvant that is supposed to boost immune response, and the Pfizer version does not. However, they're both uh, subunit protein vaccines that are designed to elicit an anti-RSV response in the host. Both of them showed efficacy over 80% protection against symptomatic lower respiratory tract infection with RSV during the first season after the vaccines were given. The GSK version, ARXV, was shown to have 56% efficacy in the second RSV season after vaccination, and currently the Pfizer data isn't out yet for the second season. We do know as these vaccines are quite high efficacy during the first season after vaccination, and that Some of the immunity probably wanes over time, but still may be present at least a year later. Both vaccines showed uh, minimal adverse events, including the usual vaccine adverse events, such as pain at the injection site, swelling at the injection site, and then a little bit of fever and fatigue for a day or two after vaccination. There were a very small number of Guillain-Barre patients reported after vaccination, but the number is too small to know whether they are vaccine-related or not. And currently, there is a post-marketing monitoring system in place so that people can report other episodes of Guillain-Barre or other things that may be associated with the vaccine. Another question I get quite often is, can these vaccines, can this RSV vaccine be given along with COVID-19 vaccination and influenza vaccination? And the answer is, 
a somewhat guarded yes. So far, there haven't been any safety issues with giving the COVID, influenza, and RSV vaccine simultaneously. I guess there's been some very early small studies showing that the immune response to each vaccine might be slightly decreased, if that's the case. However, whether that's clinically relevant or not really doesn't seem to be the case. So the recommendation at this time is to weigh the risk versus the benefit. There's very small risk associated with giving these vaccines at the same time, and there may be benefit in that the patient might not come back for the second vaccine if it's delayed, or perhaps they will actually contract RSV uh, during the time you're waiting. So those have to be weighed against the very small theoretical risk of giving all three vaccines at the same time. I'm nearly always asked whether there's going to be a booster needed. Is this going to be a yearly vaccine, just like flu? And it seems like COVID is getting into that stage. And I think the answer is at this point, we really don't know. So we'll watch the data. It does certainly seem to have efficacy for a full season. And at least in the case of the GSK vaccine, there's 56% efficacy into the second season. So hopefully we won't be needing boosters. We will have to watch for that. So in summary, who am I recommending the RSV vaccine for? First of all, it's really only approved and recommended for people over the age of 60. And I think we're sticking to that at the moment. We don't really know if people under the age of 60 who are HIV infected have that much higher risk to warrant the vaccine. Unfortunately, those studies are not available at this time. There have been concerns in our clinic that insurance may not cover vaccines, RSV vaccines for patients under 60. So currently, we're not recommending that. And I want to emphasize currently. For patients over 60 and over who do have any of those traditional risk factors, I am definitely recommending the RSV vaccine. I think we're just starting to realize how important RSV is in those patients as far as causing excess hospitalizations and risk of death. However, what if they're just HIV positive and well-controlled? Well, I think that's, again, sort of a personal decision to be made between the patient and their physician. We all have the idea that patients who have HIV do have some increased risks for viral infections, and I do take that into account, including previous infections, how long patients been suppressed, uh, what the level of the CD4 cell count is, and whether or not they're enthusiastic about receiving the vaccine or not. I definitely vaccinate any of my HIV patients with CD4 cell counts below normal or below 200. And for patients with higher or normal CD4 cell counts, the majority of those patients did agree and wish to get RSV vaccinated, and certainly some of them do not. There hasn't been any reason to believe the vaccine is less efficacious in HIV patients, but we really don't have the data, and I hope that by this time next year we do. Thanks very much for listening to this podcast. This is Dr. Stephen Fine in Rochester, New York, podcasting for the Clinical Education Initiative, which can be found on our website, ceitraining.org. Thank you for tuning in. Join us next time for a new episode of Conversations with CEI. Visit us at ceitraining.org and follow us on CEI social media platforms.